guys. <laughs> we are so excited. Welcome to Too Legit to QT with me, Koya, and Tish, where you can get it done with Tish and be on your cover up with me, Koya. Oh, you knew I wasn't going to say it. That's <laughs> you always you play too many games. So I, I don't have. The people on here know I don't have time for you, so I'm helping you because I'm your best friend. Um, and today I am so, we are so excited because we have my really good, awesome friend, legendary casting director and media coach, Barbara barno Abel. Welcome, Barbara. Thank you so much, Corey and Tish. I am, anyway, for the moon and very honored to be here. Thank you. We are so excited to have you. And I just want to give a shout out to our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Blue Lizard Bar and Grill. If you're in the Charleston, Ooh. South Carolina area, go ahead and um, let them know that you watch the show and you can get a coupon off of any drink, any anything. Any Food, anything. It's 10%. Blue Lizard 10. You can get, you can get your money off. Yes, you got that. And desserts, if you are in the San Francisco Bay Area, now is the time. The holidays are coming up. Check them out um, for all of your desserts needs. So thank you to our sponsors. Um, and today we are here to talk opportunity readiness with Barbara. So topic. Thank you, Barbara, for coming on. We're so excited. Thank so you. Right back at you. So we were talking, guys, about our mugs. Everybody want to bring their mugs to the screen? Yeah. <laughs> so as you know, we have our mugs, but Barbara was telling us about her mug. Barbara, can you tell us the story about your mug again? It's I know, it's so true. It's Princess Beatrice's royal wedding Dinah. So she just got oh. married this wow. summer, I guess. Um, I think to the, you know, her handsome Italian... His name starts with an E and I get Eduardo. Anyway, I'm not that excited about him. I'm more, it's the B in the crown that I was just like, oh my gosh, I had to get, and I also got a little dish that goes with it, but I'm super into it. That's oh, so, that's I so feel, cute. I feel like it's super posh. It's just like, I'm drinking my tea and I'm British today. Yes, I'm, I'm exactly. I got oh. my pinky and there we go. Oh. We see you with your pinky. <laughs> so those of you who know Barbara, so so those of you who know Barbara know that she is just a, an incredible light. Um, literally, if you've taken a class from her, if you work with her, you just know that she is all about positivity and personal self-development. And But most of all, she is about her business and she is about hustling. And she teaches you how to hustle too. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, Barbara, we see that on your website, it says that the dream is free, but the hustle is sold separately. Um, that's your mantra. So can you tell us a little bit about your journey and how you started your career in entertainment? Well, I was going to say, like a lot of people, it's sort of a nonlinear story in this industry. But really, um, I was just a, like a little girl with a big dream. I think ever since I was really tiny, I always wanted to be in entertainment, even though I had no idea what that meant. Mm -hmm. And but there was something sort of, you know, glamorous about Hollywood and movies and TV and, and all of it. And I used to love, you know, watching talk shows when I was a kid. And, you know, I would watch the Oscars even when I was really little and never seen any movies. Anyway, all that, you know, 
just pursuing that dream. And I think it really start, I actually started in the music business. So on the music side. So when I was in college, I had a fanzine and I worked in college radio and working in college radio led to meeting, um, well, I interviewed a lot of artists and would go to shows all the time, but I met label reps and that led to getting internships and internships led to getting jobs after college. And eventually I landed at a talent agency where I really learned about the entertainment business as a whole. Also started to learn actual skills like negotiations, contracts, how money is made, how the business really operates. And then eventually I landed at VH1 and that's where everything started to come together for me. Cause that was you know combining music with television um, media as it was just like really growing and expanding and cable and working with talent and all it came together and interest and I was also a film studies major in college which was the other aspect of it so getting into the visual storytelling mm, wow that that's the whole long-winded non-linear you know taking advantage of opportunities as they came Hmm. Yeah, I kind of did the same thing though. I, was gonna say that. I literally, when you were when you were talking, it, it reminded me of Tish and her journey and her story. Tish, you know, you can tell the people, but Tish started off. We met in grad school. Uh, we both got our MFA in acting. But um, Tish, she you create you created your own content, and then you met. Yeah, yeah I, I created my own content. I was in finance before I came. I went to school. I actually was a business analyst. So it kind of worked out that I do. I, I manage money for films and hire and all this stuff um, and direct because it's always been something that I would I was doing. It's always been part of my brand. You know, <laughs> working on that. Um, it's always been part of my brand. And when I got out of school, I was like, bump them. I'm gonna do my own thing. Um, and it was it was really interesting though, Barbara, because when, when I was getting managers at the time, they were just like, oh, we don't know, really know how to sell you. Um, so I was like, well, I know how to sell me, so I'm going to sell me. And, uh, you know, I put myself in my own content and then I put it in festivals and this all-female production company picked me up and they're like, you want to you wanna do this line producer thing? You sound like you can do that. I'm like, sure, whatever, let's do it. And it's been like 10 years, like nearly 10 years now of, of doing that and it's been fantastic. and. I've met some amazing people. So how was it being, you know, even though you gave us the short version, the short uh, version uh, story, Barbara, how was it being a woman trying to do that? I know that it was probably it's entre I mean, that being in the entertainment business is just kind of like a roller coaster. But how was it being a woman and then also accelerating in your career to where you can you could reach various levels so that way you were still like succeeding, continuously succeeding. Okay, such a loaded question, but can I pause for one second? Cause I just wanna go back to what Tish said. Cause two things were really important to me. One, having a business background, which is my one regret that I didn't when I was younger, right? Cause back in the day, creative and business, just going back a lot, were usually so separate. At MTV networks, they were like literally in different buildings. And so I really say that because for people watching, it is really important that you understand how the business works, how money is made, how to handle your finances. One of my big things to people all the time, have a savings account for your career so you can take advantage of opportunities, et cetera, et cetera. So, so amazing. And the other thing you said, which I think is so great and applaud, you bet on yourself. And that's the most important mm -hmm. thing that you can do. And you bet on yourself and you're smart and you're strategic and you created opportunities. So 
I think really we should just do the whole episode about you. But um, <laughs> going, back to your, going back to your question, Quint, is so um, I started a number of years ago. Um, yes, so some of the ways I could often just say this is um, someone really um, that I started out with, like we graduated college at the same time and started in the business together and had a mutual friend. So. Um, I started by answering other people's phones and making coffee. <laughs> he started <laughs> on a desk, not answering phones and making coffee, and became the global head of my division at you know world famous talent agency. So, yeah. um, so that's what that was kind of like back in the day, and um, and yeah so so many of those things that you read about from back then yes and um i mean and not even so heavy right at the game but it's one of the reasons why i do applaud so much around me too and every single person who's spoken up because i mean it yes it all happened i saw it I experienced yeah. it a lot of you know a lot of things were really really demeaning um still to this day so many friends you know, with law degree being if you were the only woman in the room someone would invariably say sweetie can you get us some coffee regardless of like what your rank was. Um, but but with all that, one of the greatest things for me was when I got into cable television, because at the time that was a huge opportunity for women and it was mm. great. And to make one's own way and to feel really empowered and to create and work with so many amazing and legendary women across mm. the board. So uh, TV has been really great for me in that way. So. Mm. Wow. And TV has also been kind of like, I, I always find that TV is the thing that kind of like progresses how everything else moves. I don't, like, I, I remember when I saw, when I first saw um, Kerry Washington on mm. Scandal, when, and, and we had just gotten, like, I think we had just gotten out of school or something like that. And um, I thought to myself, "Oh, this is gonna this is gonna shake some stuff. Like this is gonna make a difference on how we're gonna see like like African American women in leads." And it did. Like you now, it's just like you see right. them all the time. But at the time, I was just like, "Oh man, like this is really different," you know. Um, and Shonda Rhimes, she was just really different. Other than oh, you know, like I saw Oprah, and all women saw Oprah. Like we knew who Oprah was. We were like, "Uh." Oprah billionaire woman, like right. she's doing her thing. Like everybody was like, oh, we want to be Oprah. But to see like when I saw Shonda Rhimes, I was like, oh, okay, this is different. This is different. We need to move on this, you know? Right. right. Mm -hmm. I think I think also too, like you saw one type, Oprah is one type, but yeah. Washington, she opened the door for this is this type of like black person. And even Michelle Obama, Michelle Obama, like becoming the first lady, I feel like they're like, oh, there's this type of black woman. Mm -hmm. So it just opened people's eyes to like, oh, we can cast you in this way and that way. Um, and so that's so amazing that you were able to, um, to hop on the shift that was happening with cable TV, Barbara. And I see that happening now where you can see that there's this huge shift that's happening because everything's hap happening virtually. And mm -hmm. um, there's so many people making just different types of content um, that one of the things that we encourage our viewers on the show, what we encourage them to do is we say, listen, seize the day, seize the opportunity. Mm -hmm. 
Key yeah. opportunity. Don't be scared because right now we are in a global pandemic. So it's so easy to be scared versus to open your eyes and see the opportunity that's standing right in front of you. Um, and so what inspired you to start your media company? Because you you started in you you were in cable TV and then you shifted and started your own company. So what inspired that shift? Um, you know, it's funny. It's a lot about seizing the day. So there are a couple things going on. One, it just actually in the business, it was sort of a top to bottom across the board uh, restructuring. Um, but two things were actually going on for me in my life. One, my kids were really little. Like I had two toddlers at home and I was traveling all the time, like every four to six weeks to LA. And I just suddenly it was the idea to spend more time, at, but also actually more control over my life, which does for me become the definition of success and freedom is betting on myself and having and creating my world my way. And the other to your point was just um, literally a carpe diem moment that when I was leaving, an agent said to me, listen, nobody does what you do. You're the only person out there do it with your area specialty. Hang your shingle and everyone will call you. And I was mm. like, I just so it's part of it is listening to good advice, right? And working through the fear because it because it's like, well, okay, I don't know what I'm doing. I had no business plan. I didn't have a business name. This is so long ago. I don't even think I had a personal email address yet because at that time you kind of just had your work email. Mm. But I was like, I'm doing it. And the night I left, I went out for dinner with two women who were both entrepreneurs, and they said, "What are you going to do?" And I just blurted it out. I'm like, I'm starting my own business. Mm. And I was like. I said it out loud. I'm doing it. And I did. I got to tell you, the phone rang the next day. Mm, wow. That's so amazing. It is a lot about yeah. leaning into like a, a lot of faith and trusting, you know, but it's also based on like I had skills, I had a network, I knew what I was doing, but mm -hmm. I, there's so much I didn't know what I was doing that now, you know, I would counsel other people just in terms of like business stuff. And, but anyway, that is literally what inspired me to start it to do it mm -hmm. but yeah. you took a risk you took a risk and you bet on yourself and clearly it paid off <laughs> so. yes i'm 19 years i just had my 20 years i can't remember wow. no yeah i just had my 19 year anniversary wow you know that you know that's so interesting though barbara because um you know i think that's the there's this thing right like with women where we think about our children, right? Like I need to do something so that I can make sure that I have the flexibility in my life that men don't even think about. They just, I just want to be able to do what I want to do anyway. And one of the reasons why, I, why we started our company, but I also started my company as well so that we could have that flexibility because even though we, we talk about like equality and we talk about like what we really want, there's also still that, that which is different now. And I actually, when when I was working on Wall Street some years ago, they had nursing rooms, which they didn't have before when I had started beforehand. They didn't have like nursing rooms where you could like where they would like accommodate women. So I do see a lot of that happening. But it's something like that I think about all the time is like oh, I have to have this independence because I want to be able to set my own hours, right. you know, and and I also don't want someone else telling me when they think I'm ready for something. Right. No, I know when I'm ready for something, you know, so it's really Bravo interesting. Oh, yeah, that was great. Yeah. So I, I, it's really interesting that you're saying that because I, I think that's really for our young women and by non-binary people out there. Mm -hmm. you know, just um, 
you know, think about that because it's 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 a real thing. Like if you really want to have a family, a life, you really need to think about what that's going to look like for you. Right. Artists, we don't. Let me tell you, when I started out as an artist, I had this thing in my mind, right? Oh, I'm just going to do whatever it takes to be this artist, right? Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, I'm going to sacrifice this and that. And then reality slowly starts <laughs> you and you're like, no, right. I'm not going to do that. Right. So, when you're in your 20s, I feel like when you're in your 20s, you think that way. And then all of a sudden, 30 hits and there's this imaginary clock that's on the back of your head and it starts ticking. I was calling Tish and I said, <sighs> like, I got to start my life today. Like my life doesn't start when this happens, when that happens. My life starts now, like today. Um, well, that, yeah, it was, you know, it, was interesting. it was interesting when you called me with that. Cause I was like, girl, you just need to calm down. Like, no, no, I did. No, listen, I had, it was, it was six months before I turned 30. And it was almost as if, you know, like when when the when you open a bottle and the the fizz goes up, it was like the fizz was going up. And then all of a sudden I turned 30 and it went down. I was like, oh, this is great. I'm like secure in who I am. It's all gonna work out. But right before 30, I had I freaked out. And the thing about it is two years. For two years. No I did the same thing. Wait, can like I interrupt? I years. did the exact same thing. Okay, so a million years ago, because you may not have seen this movie, there was a in when Harry met Sally, she has a freak out yes. and she's like, I'm gonna turn 40. And he's like, When are you turning 40? She goes, Someday. And so when I was 28, I had the exact same freak out, and I was living in LA and I had my heart broken, and there was a job I really wanted in the movie business, but I didn't get the last minute, and I was like, I'm going to go like, oh my God. I felt, I mean, and, I, and the movie had just come out, and I was like, I'm going to turn 40 someday. And it was, and that was, and that was the catalyst. I moved to New York. Right? I oh, landed wow. in wow. oh. I was like, uh, -uh. I'm like going for it. I'm gonna start my life now. That's exactly right. I was not gonna wait for it anymore. Go for it. And then yeah. to the same point for my 30th birthday, I was like, I remember I had a total meltdown in a hair salon because I was having a birthday party. I'm turning 30. Ah! And I was so freaky. I remember like, you know, weird brushes and hair and like foil coming out of my head. And this was like I completely lost it in a hair salon. And then by that night, my partner was like, I'm 30, fine. I'm fabulous, and I've never looked back. And I gotta tell you, every decade gets better. It really does. You know, That's you know, um, I was thinking about that today, and I just I thought about how how much things have changed for me personally, be, um, turning 30 and specifically turning 31 in the pandemic and how what I wish I would have known in my 20s that I now know in my 30s is that nothing is ever going to be perfect. Nothing is ever going to get, you're never going to get it the, the way that you want it, when you want it, how you want it. It's just, it, it's, it's unrealistic. Yeah. Um, and that's why I just applaud you for actually taking the chance and starting your business because I think that's a thing a lot of people deal with. They deal with that negative internal conversation to where they can't put their foot on the gas and just start. And you said, listen, I'm going to start. I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to start my business. And 
and I and I don't have everything figured out. I don't have this business degree, but I'm going to utilize what I have and things will work out. And me, and Tish and I, we've seen that in the pandemic. We wanted to start this podcast and we were like, well, well, we wanted to do this thing. And you want to know what? I just now I'm like, let's go. And I see now how things fall into place. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did you see things fall into place when you took that so out? Before we get to the next question, in between questions, guys, I'm going to get to the questions in the uh, comments on the side because they're going they're coming in. Um, we got one from Kay Montgomery. How can you tell when an opportunity is above or at your skill level? I feel like, uh, oh, on, guys. I feel like as a woman, sometimes we under, uh, underestimate our, ourselves, but I want to be realistic. Can we talk about the world realistic, right? Um, can we talk about the, I don't like that word sometimes. Like realistic to me is like, you got to make money, right? That's realistic. But when it comes to like your dreams or your vision, I feel like skills, uh, opportunity above or at your skill level, I think I think you can always improve on your skills. But Barbara, what do you think about that question? I think that's a really good yeah, question. It is a great question. So thank you so much, Kay, for, for asking. So on the one hand, it's actually a very good question because statistically, there's a lot of data about the fact that women typically, especially in business, don't apply for jobs until we are like 110% overqualified for that job. And men are like, hell yes, I can do that job. And then they lean in right in. I, I talked to a lot of HR people, recruiters, and so they have a problem like underqualified, overqualified. So that's a very common thing. And so to jump in, because sometimes, but, what, but depending on what that opportunity is you're looking for and what you're applying for, is you have to look beyond the skill level and actually understand. Mm-hmm. I always say, what value do you bring, and what is it that they actually need? Because the ability to functionally do the job is often just the baseline. There's there are other things going on that um, you know what are the issues in that company or if it's for in terms of the television hosting world or a lot of things it's like what do they need they need eyeballs do they need your contacts a lot of times it has to do with emotional bandwidth like do you have the maturity to handle this job do you have the resilience do you have you know are you going to be able to handle really like the pressure or the feedback is it are you how are your management skills. So it's actually kind of what I would look at is taking um, some objective criteria like executive presence and executive function and different things and measuring those against where you feel you are and areas where you feel like you might be able to improve or mastery. On the one hand, it, it doesn't hurt to throw your hat in the ring, but other times it's to really understand like what, what does this really entail and like what am I bringing to the party? And the other thing too, can we just be honest? Is also as women, I'm gonna say it, we're often judged by very different criteria. That is true. And that that is so true. And you know, one thing that I hate too, Barbara, is I'm not anybody's mother, you know. <laughs> I'm not your mother. Like I'm not gonna baby you. You know, like I, I think, you know, there's I do feel like women, we have this nurturing quality about ourselves, but at the same time in the workplace, a lot of the times I feel like I'm like mama <laughs> because of the, just the, even sometimes the relationships, you know, just a little different. I don't know. What do you, have you had that experience where you kind of, you know, sometimes you just want to do what you do because you do it. But then at other times, like, you're like, I feel like I'm, I'm a mama to everybody. Yeah. 
Okay, it's funny you say that because okay, my three core brand values or filters are bossy, nurturing, and helpful. I mean, I'm so nurturing by nature, but I'm a little bit bossy, and I love it. That's why I love what I do. I, it you know, and then and I like to help people um, with warmth and sense of humor. But so that your point is well taken, right? Um, and then, but I, it, well, Corey's been in my classes. Like for some people, I I could be a little direct, right? Yeah. But it's and, not in a bad way. It's in, <laughs> but you do it in a, but, you know, I'll, I'll just be transparent. When I took um, your class, I was kind of just hopping back into uh, the media world after like a hiatus. Um, and I was, I was very nervous uh, to take the class, but I knew I wanted to work with you. I read your book. And everybody, she has an ebook and a book. You can go to her website, Barbara was it uh, Able AbleIntermedia.com. Um, and I, at the time, I was I was super busy. I couldn't catch your class, and also you have cycles where you do your class, so I couldn't, I couldn't take the class. I read the book, read the ebook, and I I researched you, and I was like gotta work with this lady I, I have to I just literally I even told Tish I was like no I'm gonna do this because I'm, I'm actress and break trying to break into hosting and I was like nope she knows what she's doing and just even in your book I could feel your energy I could feel your energy it was it was very nurturing and when I took your class it was just one of the most pleasurable experiences of my life. I, it, it was so, so calming, but I still felt like I got a lot of direction when you, you were direct, but not everybody's able to be direct and to give constructive criticism without people taking it personally. But the way that you do it is in a very nurturing way. And you're not babying, you don't baby, but it's just like, this is what it is. This is what you need to do. And so I think that that's why we all have different purposes. We all are gifted very differently. Um, and clearly you have been gifted with the ability to be direct and bossy to get things done, but to also do it in a nurturing way, which is probably why you see results. Because, you know, as an actress, people cannot take rejection well. They just can't. And, and people love to say you need to be emotionally intelligent. Yes, but at the end of the day, when you're putting your life into this thing, it's like, yo, you need to like, you know, give me props for showing up. And you do, and you do. You give people props for showing up. And I think that that's really what it is. I think that you really just identify at the root level um, how people are like progressing, you know? Um, so that's a good way. That's a good way of, yeah, that's a good way of, of, of thinking about it too. Yeah. And yeah, maybe it's just, maybe cause I deal with logistics. Oh, <laughs> like the money, the money. Yeah. You know, you know, there's a nurturing part of people's create, like one thing that I will say that there's a sensitive, like, um, I remember, uh, I remember, uh, Elizabeth Kemp, God rest her soul. Um, she was talking about how, um, uh, what's his name from Scarface? God, I don't know why I'm blinking right now. Al Pacino. Al Pacino. Yeah. Al Pacino was like, I cannot like judge actors because it's just such a sensitive thing. It, you know, like when people are giving themselves, and I think creatively, right? There is a, a a way of nurturing people. You know, like you have to because people are giving themselves, and you have to like when you're putting yourself in front of her, it's you. Like it's not like. 
that's an ugly cup, cup. Go remake it. You know, like you are you. You can't go remake you. You know, so there is a nurturing part of that. But when you're in logistics, I'm just going to tell you, all you got to do is just go get that bag. Uh-uh. <laughs> go sit down. Like, go to the store. Uh-uh. Sorry. Maybe I, that. Just, I think you're also tapping into, see, that I'm going to put, I'm with you. I'm going to put that under professionalism. Yeah, there you go. How to be professional. And I think that that's one of the things that uh, anybody coming up needs to hear and understand that that what it is to be professional. And yes, you know, we're mutually respectful, but there's a hierarchy. There's appropriateness. There's showing up and doing your job. And professional has nothing to do with being corporate. Right. And professional is like on time, appropriate doing your job, knowing, you know, knowing what's going on. And so that when Tish says, go get the thing over there, you go the thing over there with a smile mm -hmm. on your face because you're learning, you have an amazing opportunity and there's so much we learn every day. We don't grumble. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna send this to some people so that they understand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna send that. When she said, people. When well, she Bar said well, Barbara, you brought up a really good point because we are living in the day and age where everything is very casual and production can be, it can get very casual. You know, you're mm -hmm. friends with people on social media, you're working long hours with individuals. Sometimes if you're, you know, filming, especially now during COVID, I think you have to live with people and quarantine together. Yes. yes. Yep. That's a thing. Yes. Got it. Yes. So what advice can you give people what advice can you give people to still be professional, even if it seems like it's casual? Because millennials and what's the generation underneath us? Generation Z. I call them millennials. Okay. Because because millennials, we, millennials, we kind of got it, but I think Generation Z, like, don't send me a text message and say that you <laughs> coordinated with with me. Send me an email. Like my little brother has a business and he sent somebody an email and said, oh, you know, I, I, I text you. I was like, oh, what? Okay. okay don't get me started. Yeah. Help the people. <laughs> help the people. Okay, we have to understand boundaries. Mm -hmm. B is for boundaries. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> there um, you go. Oh, Not best friend. Boundaries. Not best right, friend. And so, but it's actually a really great point because the world has, our, in American culture, and, and especially in our industry, but in many, many industries, much more informal, much more casual, and mm -hmm. understanding the difference, though, between being in a personal relationship versus a professional relationship. And a lot of these things can get blurred. I totally, totally get it. So, but understanding that it is a workplace and also understanding where you fit into the hierarchy so that uh, if your boss is joking around with you to understand that that doesn't necessarily mean you can tell a joke back uh, or that you could be, you know what I mean? It's just to start to, it's a, gosh, we can go into a whole other thing about emotional intelligence and how to read the room. Mm -hmm. This would be a whole other great topic just because there's, Everybody deserves to get this memo, and I don't think anybody is actually sharing the information. So usually we have to learn this the hard way, right? But then the other is also to understand what are professional forms of communication versus personal forms of communication. So it drives me bananas that people text me 
for text me if you're running late to an appointment. That's what the text is for. But don't text me to like pitch me until text can be filed and have the whole sort of like, you know, Gmail system where you can put everything in folders. The text is like, what? It's, you know, like I got a million and one threads going with family and friends during COVID. I can't, I can't with the text. Um, same thing, too much social media. I, I mean, I don't mind every now and again, you know, people reaching out with a DM, but the point is I can't file them. They get, you know, the, the volume of incoming is extraordinary. Yeah. So that's the other thing is just the overwhelm. So understanding that um, email, which I still love, I don't know why people complain about email, but they do. And I don't actually personally think Slack is that far superior, but others do. Um, and I get it, but that's also because I'm also not part of a large team. And I, you know, and I like my Google Docs and what have you. But anyway, yeah. my point is email is still the best, most professional way so it's to communicate. So it's like when you're younger and transitioning from high school to college into your work understanding, how the other thing is ask questions like what's the preferred way to communicate here and yeah. then you, you adapt to your employer your employer does not adapt to you, to you. exactly so i have I actually guys i actually have a lot i got a lot of questions in believe it or not so i want to get to one of these questions i've been thinking about this for a while too about opportunity readiness but this one really got me so i think i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about this one what is the best way to get feedback and to determine if you're on the right track professionally or if you need to make some changes? That's the whole yeah. question. Yeah, that was the, I think this is the whole. Oh, yeah. from, okay, what's the best way to get feedback if you are on the right track? Right. I know. Okay. Hi, girl. <laughs> I love you for asking how to be a check that is really a great question. It's a little bit broad, just in the sense that it's not going to be a one size fits all. So it depends on. Your, you know your industry are you so are for instance are you in um you know sort of a traditional business job in the in art in the media field like wow that's also brought so one would be to actually identify people whose opinions you trust in our work in our work so sometimes that's a coach sometimes that is um you know approaching an executive or someone that whose feedback would matter the other thing too is right because it's a separate thing, but it's like I, I always counsel people not to crowdsource this kind of information. Even if mundane is not asking people for feedback, crowdsourcing like which shot do you like best? Because mm -hmm. your friends love you and they actually don't know what the best headshot is. Um, but with that said, so sometimes when you're seeking feedback and if you go to friends, that's important, but you don't want to get into the situation where you're getting a venting session, or getting people who have different agendas trying to weigh in. So one thing is to start to, this is such a broad question, it could go into things. So one, when you're asking like, if you're on the right track, is to really understand one, what does that mean to you, right? Mm -hmm. What, where, and what, what is, what is generating this question? What is, can you start to identify the level of, is there dissatisfaction? Do you have a sense that you should be somewhere else in your career? Is, um, is it because you, there are a variety of reasons, like recognition, titles, income level, where you think that you should be. And so that's gonna vary from person. And then to be able to have some kind of criteria where you start to realize that is 
realistic, not so realistic criteria because we can all get stuck in the shoulds. One thing that we learn, it's a hard thing to learn as a creative and you two with running your business and me with mine is for instance, you cannot let money be the determiner if you're successful or not, right? right. Mm -hmm. Because that often is much later. You know, aspects of Amazon are not profitable yet all these years later, right? Well, it was like 20 years, right? Wow. Right. Trillion dollar evaluation. And um, so it's an extreme example, but you get what I'm saying because there are many, because you're investing yourself in your business, you have to see yourself as a business. So that may not all, but it, no matter what, it's easy to compare yourself to other people or other businesses and being like, damn, you know, like I don't have a seven figure business right now and feel less than, or, you know, whatever that is. So um, that is also, and then it's also like the personal audit about like, you know, honestly, what makes your heart sing? How, where do you feel good? Where do you thrive? What is your value? Where can you contribute? Where, where do you make the most sense? And is it, do you need to take, make a shift? What do you want in your life? How do you want your life to run? What are, you know, what are the conflicts? What are working? Meaning, so as a woman, sometimes the inherent conflict of, um, you know, family versus career and how can, and where are the places where these things can coalesce or what choices are you willing to make and sacrifice, et cetera. So that's a broad question. It's hard to answer that that specifically, Vanessa. Um, so that's a great question. How can that be applied to your hosting career? So that's the same thing is to understand, um, one is it's one is to actually be able to sit back and go, what's going on? Am I actually mm -hmm. in the the industry for where it is? Because that's come up a lot during COVID, where mm. one is to actually spend time staying. It's part of I think your job to be reading the trades and staying up on trends and subscribing to newsletters and know what's going on. Because I was surprised during the pandemic how few people knew how disruptive it's been to the agency industry. People talking about you know I want to get an agent I'm like. Well, do some Googling on what's happening in the talent agencies and how so many are struggling and furloughing yeah. the agents. Yeah. And if you're not aware of that, you're completely out of sync with what's going on. Mm -hmm. These are these are crazy times. Who knows what's ahead of us? But I just read, it's actually one of the questions we talked about earlier, but I read this fabulous interview. I think it's Howard or Henry Lee, who's the president of TLC. They've had their best quarter ever in the history of the network this past quarter, because their ability to adapt and pivot to what was happening in COVID and translate so much of their programming into made from home programming, like 90 Day Fiance became, you know, a show that the all the talent were self-taping and, you know, on iPhones. I was like, that's freaking amazing. Yes. Wow. Right? Wow. And so, so it's yeah. understanding. Yeah, and by the way, Scripps Network under Discovery now, I think, I can't remember if I got the order right, but food, HGTV, one of the others, and TLC, four, all owned by the same, are the four biggest, most successful networks outside of news during COVID. Wow, wow. crazy. Right, and so, with the board, go ahead. No, go ahead, Vibra. Well, I was just gonna say, so part of it is to actually step back, I thought it was easy because we're emotionally attached, but it's like, what's going on? What are the opportunities? So here, the obvious was like, oh, if I can make content at home, yay, I'm ahead of the game and that what do people want to see and need and you know that's always you're reading TVs a little bit but intuition so what do you how well HGTV and Food Network are doing that's what people want as an antidote to what else is going on we're gonna we're gonna dive a little deeper into that Barbara we're gonna dive a little deeper into that okay 
So one of the things that we've been talking about on this show is creating your own opportunities, right? Mm -hmm. That's a constant theme that we have. If you guys look back on a lot of our guests, we've, we've said that over and over and over again. And one of the things that you can do taking advantage um, of what Barbara is saying is if you have a vision, right? You can always have a tool or something. Like we have this podcast. When we started this podcast, we're using it as a conduit to help us you know, as we navigate our careers. I have a career, she has a career. We both have individual visions, but we recognize that we could use this tool right now to help us get some things that we want. So I do think it's identifying, strategizing, and then just getting it done. Well, Michael too, what yeah. you both are talking about is being intentional. Yes. Um, you can go get an agent, and you can do what you think you're supposed to do, but is that intentional? Is that mindful? It is not. Whenever you do anything with intention, you all you most likely will almost end up where you want to be. And so I think that's just something to take with you regardless of what you're doing, whether it applies to your hosting career, whether it applies to, I don't know, finding a, a man or, <laughs> or whatever, you know? Um, and I'll give you an example. Um, um, Barbara, after taking your courses and whatnot, um, sometimes also too, I think for those of you watching, I understand. I know that sometimes you feel like you're slowing down and you just have to be busy and you have to be productive in order to get where you need, we want to be. But sometimes like Barbara said, which is taking a step back, looking at the landscape and understanding like how how you can be intentional you're actually speeding up because you're going to hit the mark and um i know that after taking your classes and whatnot i really started working on rebranding myself um and we talked about that i had this website and you were like this just shows your youtube show this does not show you and all of the things that you do your website needs to highlight you and all of this and so mm -hmm. um it's taken me a while to get that together but even down to the photos be attention by conversations about well we don't want just all these photos where i'm smiling the photos have to tell a story and they yeah. have to, they have to tell a story about who i am and, exactly. and what i do and so um it seems like it seemed like for a long time I, I was slowing down and I don't like to do that because in my mind, I'm like, well, this is what I'm supposed to do because I have this master's and I've taken these classes and this is what people are telling me to do. But like you just said earlier, Barbara, a source who knows what she's talking about, which is you, the casting director, <laughs> you were like, listen, lady, this is what you need to do. So I revamped it and, um, and I'm actually getting more results this way and more opportunities. It's almost like, like Tish is talking about, I'm able to leverage more. And it just seems like before I was like, like hitting a door. And now it's just like, things are just kind of all working out and a little bit falling into my lap. So it's, it's really about being intentional. We talked about that on the, yeah. And, and Monica wrote in the comments, is there a web, Monica, this is why you are here. There is a website where you can get feedback on your hosting. That is Barbara. <laughs> Barbara, you need to look at her website. You need I'll to put it, the, put it up there, bestie. For yes, I will put it in the comments for you because yes, Barbara, in terms of getting feedback with your hosting, is there a website where you can post it? You can talk to Barbara because Barbara has a lot of tools. 
<laughs> where you can get feedback on your hosting and where you can get feedback. Yes, go to Barbara. Well, That's Barbara, you have the, the Facebook group, uh, Able Intermedia Pop Culture and Inspiration, correct? It's my, yeah, Able Intermedia Community Group or whatever they call it on Facebook, yes. Yeah, yeah pop pop group. And you, um, this, this actually brings me to my next question because you actually posted, was it John Lennon who had bad lighting? Who who was the guy that you posted that? Oh, oh. that's a John Bon Jovi. This is how oh, sorry, 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 sorry. That's very okay. funny. Sorry, John, John Bon. Yeah. Yes, Bon Jovi. <laughs> and you talked about <laughs> like how he I had all the language, but it was so fun. That's funny. Yeah, sorry. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, sorry. Well, I was because I, you know, you're glancing on the, you know, Facebook. You're always just kind of scrolling. And Barbara posts stuff anyway. You posted how he had bad lighting, and one of the things that I see now yeah. is that the playing field. And this is another thing, like you said, seizing opportunity. Like you saw opportunity in cable TV. The playing field has been leveled because you have all these celebrities now who are at home who are having to be like do their own tech. So, um, what it because the pandemic has emphasized like a virtual reality for everyone. What are some tips and tricks that you can give people so they can step their virtual game up and their on camera presence? Because the people need people need help, Barbara. They they need a little help. Okay. Go back to what you said. It starts with tension, right? Like, how do I want to show up, right? Like, how do I want the world to see me? What do I want people to know about me and feel about me, right? How, you know, like, how, how do you show up regularly, right? Is that really, that's how you go out the door? That's how you go meet? I mean, because if I'm Zooming, stuff like that, we're, we're at meetings. This is like, how do you want, what's, what's appropriate for where you want to be? So, I mean, it really starts with that. Then an actual resource so for anybody who's new one of the things i love 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 is recommend a youtube channel called primal video p-r-i-m-a-l i love, love primal. Primal. i'm obsessed yeah i'm obsessed and they're so just out of australia and he posts new content every sunday unbelievable resources actually just you know tech content for solopreneurs and individuals and he's so on the money and he updates every year so every year it's like best lighting by the way he hates lighting you know the old I got so many of them in my office. He's anti-light ring, so we just, we say, thanks, Justin, that's your opinion, but you know. Um, <laughs> where would we all be without light rings this year? So whatever. Yeah. Right, but he always has like, what's the best camera? What's the best mic? And he's always testing so good, plus techniques and shows you different. So Primal Video is a really, really great resource. The other thing too is to actually practice and do camera tests so that you know that each platform mm. is different. Um, for instance, you know, on um, on Zoom, you can actually go in and get a new meeting and then record yourself, right, to actually mm -hmm. see what it's going to look like because the camera, the lens on Zoom is actually different than the lens on your computer, you know, mm -hmm. however it's filtered through. So the shot that you see yourself in is different than how it shows up on Zoom, which we all learn the hard way. Yeah. Oh, I was going to start. My point is, you want to right. So it's all. It's it, anyway. The zoom lens is a much wider lens, and so you think that no one can see the lot. You know, the pile of laundry or whatever that is. Do you want to know what's actually? By the way, I've seen it all, and um, there's no reason you should ever see the inside of your bathroom, ever. 
There's no reason. I mean, there's so many no's, right? But one of my favorite true stories is when Google Hangouts were brand new. And so I still have so many issues with Google Meetup. It's the least flattering lens of all time. Um, but when I first started, I was a global call with comedy and live coaching. It was really, really great. And not anyone on the call told me my face is like right here. Oh no! <laughs> Even though I had actually done a test run and I measured, I was exactly thirty-six inches from the lens when I looked like this. But in the record, and I, I looked like poured like Prince George up against the plane window. Oh, just, oh my gosh! It was so <laughs> I, you know, like, guys. And, Nobody told me. Anyway, so you want to do a camera test. You always want to know how how you look in the shot, and and the fact that it's optics, right? So like, what's in your shot? What are the colors? How do you want to show? What is the lighting? Uh, you know, so there's the technical aspect, but then there's also the energy. Like, what you're on camera the whole time. So when you're in a Zoom meeting, even for business, it's like we can see you maybe more than when you're in a conference room. So zoning out really shows up. So be present, be generous. You know, like be energetic. Mm. And so that gets into how what what is the level of energy you want to bring to this? How do you want people to see you and feel you? And so for some people, this has been a great opportunity in a lot of places to be seen in ways you're not necessarily sometimes seen, and to show. It. And then for others, it's obviously horrifying because <laughs> it was like I like to zone out, and suddenly I cannot. Um, and so <laughs> no, that no, that's that's so true too because I'm like uh, it's it's so crazy now working on Zoom because like it's you're still in front of your computer and you can get distracted. I don't know if you guys get distracted on your computer while you're talking to people and you're supposed to be in meetings when you know that if you're in person you would be more engaged. That's been my people have to turn the disturb sign. If you have a Mac, turn your do not disturb or your video your uh your FaceTime and your messages off. I learned that the hard way when we were on the podcast and somebody called me and it interrupted. Oh wait, I'm terrified that that's gonna happen any second now too because for some reason mine like does not it doesn't want to turn off anymore. My computer's a little older. Um, oh. And so that, that totally happened. So it's like, uh, but that's such well, a even distraction. Notification, even in notifications, you can't just put the little, tick the little thing. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, yeah, just, well, I, I'm not going to interrupt the pocket. Yeah, I try to do it all. Because I learned oh. that when I was actually recording my course, like three or four mm -hmm. years ago. And I was like, oh, great, I should turn that off. Because I'd be in the middle of a thing like, boom, and then it shows up. Um, and then it ruined the take. Um, the other thing is like you learn to take notes while you're still sitting up like this. <laughs> um, the other okay. I mean, you have to be able to like do other things, but part of it is just coming back and understanding that we can, you know, that we can, we can see you. Mm -hmm. And it gets into this idea of being seen and what that means. And that can bring up a variety of issues for any of us. So I don't mean to say this and sound in any way, shape or form judgy, but when you're asking the question about how to level up, this is really a great opportunity for a lot of people. It's even details. When I look at Tisha's glasses, I think they're the greatest thing. It's like, that is an exception. Like I see you, oh, right? You. Yeah. And the choice of, of right. And your smile. Anyways, it's, it's, the idea is like choice of color and what am I, you know, bringing to, the event, what do I have to say? You're always asking, what am I, you know, what am I contributing to the conversation? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know what? And I'm going to be real about my glasses, guys. So I wear glasses in life, but these, I, I so part of my brand, and we're going to get to the brand stuff, so I see questions all that, but part of my brand is that I wear all these different glasses. 
it's just my brand. I mean, if you go to my website, you'll see my brand. My brand is very, very clear. And me and me and Abdar Koya, we've been working on our brand for a very long time. And this is just a this year thing. We went through a brand strategy who was horrible. Anyways, I don't even get I don't want to get into that. Don't get into it. I'm not gonna get into it. But <laughs> but but we really took the time and we want to talk about opportunity readiness. We really took the time to evaluate ourselves a year during the pandemic we had all the time to evaluate ourselves because i'm also a freelancer so although i have my own business although i'm making money here and there i still work in the entertainment industry which means you're employed and unemployed until you get your next job and that's just the reality right mm -hmm. so what i did during the pandemic was i took the time to really figure out what my brand was who i was and what i wanted to say to people and what it is that i constantly say to people which is Let's get it, y'all. Let's get it done. Let's mm -hmm. get it done. Let's get it done. And it just became this thing now to where it's just part of who I am because I always mm -hmm. I already do it anyway. So I do think also, you know, when you're when you're out there doing these things that Barbara Barbara is saying, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna while I'm saying this, I'm gonna get to the next question. How do you know if you need to reband, reinvent yourself, and what are some good steps to take? I really feel like it starts with you. Um, I start. I think your brand starts with you, who you are, what you stand for, and what you want people to see you as. Mm -hmm. And I think as when we were in when we were in grad school, guys, I used to, I did this one photo shoot where I was like, you know, I need to have long hair, I need to have an afro, I need to have short hair because I need to look like Viola Davis with this. Yep. I mean, I I literally I wish I had the photos. I would show you guys how many pictures that I took, and it's because I didn't understand who I was and what I wanted to bring to the table. And, um, you know, I've learned that, you know, the best way to be opportunity ready is to first and foremost, know who you are so the right people can find you because not everybody's for you. Right. Not everybody's for you. Not everybody's for you. I don't care what they offer or what they're saying. Sometimes it's, it's much more, it's, it's a bigger headache <laughs> to deal with people in one aspect than it would be for someone who really truly fits within the realm of your world. And I say your world because I believe that we create the opportunities that we want in life. We create the life that we want and we can find people who want to who want to um, who who want to impact our world, who want to add to our world and who are genuinely happy for us. Like Barbara. <laughs> Barbara. Yeah. Barbara is a great person and resource for you guys out there. And, um, you know, she has a genuine heart. So it, I'm saying that to you guys genuinely because, you know, I don't want you to feel like you have to do something other than be you. Yeah. That's, yeah. I, that's what I want to say. You can, I mean, hone in on your skills. That's just point blank that you have to do that anyway. Keep learning or whatever. But I want you guys out there to be who you are, level up in your own way, and find ways to create opportunities for yourself. Sorry, Barbara, I kind of took over, but you can go ahead. <laughs> I love, are you kidding? I love everything that you just said. I could not agree with you more. And so absolutely to what you said, it's like know where you can offer value and where you are going to be valued. Yeah. And and yeah. for some, that's like a first brave step to realize you don't want to fit in everywhere. I mean, it, it doesn't make sense anymore in the world that we live in. It's not one size fits all, but really start to identify where that is and so part of it is like where do you feel good where are you going to thrive where, you know where are your values where are you in alignment in terms of values in some ways i just sidebar i would say that we're 
You know, when you start to make a list of like, oh my God, I'd love to work there or who I'd like to work with is, you know, make your jumbo list, which I love yeah. lists. But then the other thing is start going on and looking actually at mission statements. Like go down to the deep, 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 deep part of a website and like what are the costs people believe in? Where do they spend their money? What are they supporting? And sometimes you'll be really surprised. Like, like oh, I thought I was going to love, I thought that company because I like their visuals or whatever it is or I like the, their thing. I, that's where I want to be. And then you realize, oh, we're not in alignment. And then you find other places like, wow. This is so exactly. about who I am. So that's part of on all of us, like do your research and part of it is understanding who you are. Going back to Vanessa's question, I'm gonna say one of the things too is I'm always tweaking. It's not the idea in terms of updating the brand. So it's not like I'm necessarily changing who I am, but we live in a, the rate of acceleration right now, head spinning, mind blowing, right? So it's like part of it is, is to always sort of like stay fresh and relevant, right? Right, as you start to understand who you, you know, really understand who you are, what you stand for, what your skills are, where your, your values lie, where you bring value, that's great. But we're always kind of having to refresh and update the visuals. Website, just to give an example. God, did I go live in like 2003? Anyway, it lasted for 10 years. My second website, five years. And now I update my website every year. Mm -hmm. right? Just to give an example, a constant like tweaking my LinkedIn and, and, and sometimes it's just exhausting, you know, to, to price point is like stepping back and just like, okay, the world's going to move on even if, if it's right. a little off filter. But, mm -hmm. um, and the other thing too is sometimes visually to realize, you know, finding where you can, it's like it, you don't want to get stuck in the middle because it feels sort of safe and familiar, but then you're just lumped in with everyone else. It's just kind of skirting the edges. It's like hitting the side of the road. It's, but it's also trying to give yourself permission, avoiding the tendency to think, oh my God, I have to be like way out there and so wildly original. And if I'm not, then I just, I don't matter because mm -hmm. I, I really believe in abundance theory and the sort of blue ocean theory that there's room for everyone. You mm -hmm. just have to like find, find your place. And again, these are really sort of broad concepts, but mm -hmm. it is to look around and understand, I mean, even it's websites, what are the current visual trends? And you know, a lot of white space has been the trend for a long time. So if your website's all black right now, you might want to freshen that up or right, you know, like scrolling hey. through the interface and all those sorts of um, more technical questions, but understanding, because I'm always tweaking is like, how can I tell my story better and go back to things that you just, Second, I mean, especially when it comes to my media coaching, I sometimes say to people, like, if you can work with someone else, I might not be the person for you because right. a lot of people I work with probably can only work with me. Like, I work with a lot of outliers and really original and creative, and we just get each other, right? Mm -hmm. um, and that's good. And, and so that's a big part for any of us to kind of when you you've really made a, taken a giant leap forward when you can be like, this is who I am, and that's okay, and I may not be the right fit for you. And that's mm -hmm. hugely liberating. And to dark corner, which I then stuff starts to happen because now you're really focused on where you need to be and how you need to tell your story better, so that people can hear you and find you. Mm -hmm. right. you, you know what's also interesting? Oh, sorry, Bessie. Um, you know what's also interesting? Just so that we can get a. a get you guys some resources and some tools. I want you guys, if you're out there, you're talking about branding, and these are really good examples. There's a woman named Tabitha Brown. She has, you might have seen her on Facebook. She She's a vegan. She became vegan as she as, because she got sick a couple years ago and she got this huge following. And that's her lifestyle. It's something that she loves. She loves to cook. 
And all of a sudden, she started to get her own show. She's aligned with all of these food channels. And part of her values, values, and I'm going to talk about core values, is her family and how and what she puts in their body. And all these brands and all these companies and all these hosting companies, they started to hire her because they recognized uh, part of her values as part of theirs as well. Mm-hmm. And another person me and Dr. Koya always talk about all the time is Danny Washington. Mm-hmm. Da- Danny Washington, um, you guys can look her on Fox. He's a host on Fox, but she particularly, she's like a surfer. She's like a surfer girl. And mm-hmm. everything she does is around water and around like earth mm-hmm. and around like, because that's what she values. She values like nature, she values surfing. So when you go to her website, you automatically, you get who she is. So mm-hmm. I think um, I, I have some exercises guys that'll be out my, on my website pretty soon in my ebook, just throwing that out there. Yes, uh, where, where you identify first and foremost, what you value. You need to know what you value, right? So you know the right people that you're targeting because I think I know what I do, right? I see something pretty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, this person, this looks really pretty for them. And it's, it might not be for me. And I do this when I look at logos, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it might not be for me. It just looks really pretty for that person, but it doesn't represent me. You well, know? Can, can we can we just, so b- both of you bring up a, a very interesting point, but I think that sometimes creatives, we underestimate the, the value and the importance of doing your personal work. Yeah. You can't even get to all that if you do not know who you are. And I am an advocate of doing the internal work that you need to do in order to find out who you are, why you are here on this earth and your purpose and your mission that you need to do. And that is not tied to your job, your job and and how you do it. That's how you carry it out. But the core of who you are, the core of your being is it that is rooted in that. And I think that what you what you were talking about, Barbara, which is you know a lot of times some people they 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 operate they operate from a place of fear of like oh I may not get this opportunity or oh I may I, I may I have to be this big personality and this big thing or even you Tish where you're talking about you know understanding your core values you 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 don't have to operate you won't operate from a sp- uh, from a place of fear if you've done your internal work and you know who you are because you can just sit confidently at the seat of consciousness read the untethered soul y'all um and and you can confidently say yes to things say no to things um say i'm gonna do this i'm gonna choose this girly look tish or i'm not gonna choose this girly look because you know who you are and you've done that work you know what i mean like being in the entertainment industry is filled with so much anxiety i don't care you know nobody likes to talk about it but you know it's it's just you're on the entrepreneur roller coaster, so that's a whole mental health bag within itself. And then, um, especially if you're a performer of any uh, type of shape or form, then you got the anxiety that goes with that. And you actually have a mantra for that, Barbara. Um, so I encourage people get in therapy. If you can't get in therapy, um, you know, just start looking at your history look at patterns, you know, in your life. Sometimes you, you like, 
you won't even realize that the reason why you do this in your job or the reason why you are a people pleaser is really rooted and grounded in this and X, Y, and Z. So the only way you can go forward in your business and understand your brand is to understand who you are. So I just, I just wanted to put that disclaimer out there, Barbara, and you talk about that a lot in your classes, mm -hmm. which is like um, identifying who you are, owning your seat, owning your seat. How can you own a seat if you don't know who you are? You just on the floor. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> you know oh what I mean, Now do you see why I, I print turquoise photos and I look at them before <laughs> I make videos? I love her Barbara, so, so much. I love you. Wait, and you know what? And just like a very, for a lot of hosts, a very obvious connection to that is when um, people say, I want to show my personality more. Or like, you know, the script was, and I'm like, well, what's your personality? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That, you know, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this as a producer, you know, I'm always in auditions and um, all the time. And, you know, you just, you just, you get a good idea and a good sense of people who just know who they are. They know who their instrument is. They know their capabilities. They know too far, how far they can go, how far they can't go. And I always, I've said this a couple of times when I've been at auditions, I'd rather somebody give me what they know they can do than try to do something that they, like, I'm not saying don't take risks. That's I'm not saying that. But I'm saying is if you know what you're capable of doing, you'll do your best. That's what I'm saying. Let me just say that. If you know what you're capable of doing, you'll do your best. And it'll work to your advantage because you can then use it in multiple ways. So it's really interesting that you're saying that as well, because I do feel like that's part of being the artist. You know, it's a job, too. And I think that part of your job is to know who you are. Um, and it's honestly an advantage because... Um, being aware of who you are, a lot of people who are outside of this, they're not, they, they don't work on themselves like that, you know, unless they're on somebody's bag, right? Like, I'm going to be on Gary B's. <laughs> oh, not Gary. Well, Gary. Well, Gary. Barbara, what can, because some people are losing it. Let's get, let's get back to the pandemic. Some people are losing it. They're like in isolation. They're like, I don't know who I am, why I'm here. What? What advice can you give them to really just take this time to find out who they are um, and to stay motivated? Because I think people need some motivation as well. <laughs> that, that's great. I, I love that you, I, like, you know what? Look who I have. The other person who keeps me company every day, Yoda. That was like, such a question. Like, I love that you think I'm the Oracle, Darquoia. Thank you so much. You but, are. Um, <laughs> But I was gonna, because I actually want to go back to one second what Tisha said, because the reframe I might say rather, or another way of saying that is to play your strengths. So you need to yeah. understand what your strengths are, right? And I often yeah. ask people through the country, like, what are your superpowers? And often mm -hmm. those are things you do so well that you don't even really understand that that's exceptional about you and start to own your exceptionalism. And that's sometimes you say, it's like, this is, and play to your strengths, because that is where you start to stand out. Don't play to who you are not, which is, I think, what you were saying, Tish, is like, it's like don't go and try to be someone you're not in that room or in that moment, right? Somebody's having the courage to say that, but yes. So, go, um, okay, Darquois, that's such a big question. So, one, 
Um, uh, wow. One of the things, I mean, on a real level, like I actually got in the habit now because it has been really hard to be motivated, right? In the beginning, it was just so overwhelming. Um, we always take claim as New Yorkers. I'm in Brooklyn. We were like, we were, right? Well, hi, we were the global hotspot for a number of weeks. It was so stressed out. out it was so bleak. Can we have a moment for us? Like we survived. It was no, rough. No, we need a whole hand. <laughs> Brooklyn in the house. Hand Okay. And, and, right. And so, wow, I started 2020 with, I, I published those goals and I was like, I'm anyway, we had to set those aside yep. because yep. 2020 had some other ideas. So, um, to your point is one of the things is really start with, you know, what can I do today? I actually write every day in my book. What's the most important thing I can do today? to move forward and to your everything we talk about some days it's like you don't want to focus on my healing today other days it's like i'm going to uh work on this project or i need you know getting back to so and so or generating it's not the same thing every day I literally like it's the actual question what is the one most important thing i could do today another way is to look at ask yourself what's my priority today what are my priorities what, what do I intend? Don't overwhelm. Don't look too far out. Um, I mean, I think we're all on the same page. I'm a big believer in prayer and meditation. So, mm -hmm. and to actually stop and and be still, it, it's a really giant reset. So the other, it's kind of the other thing I loved um, is I think it was a quote from Huffington Post at the beginning of the year. It's it's life is a d delicate balance between making it happen and letting it happen, mm -hmm. and so it's finding energy and the wisdom around that, which is not always easy, but that's a big thing that I think this year forced a lot of us, if you're in the doer category, to have to sit back and realize I cannot always be doing, and maybe sometimes my act of doing, and I actually was about this in my newsletter in July that I realized that taking a step back was actually a choice, right? That I wasn't giving up. I was actually, I needed to step back. I finally, the overwhelm finally hit me, and I, I said, I checked out to check in with myself. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it was a really, really important reset. So one, and by the way, I use this as an exercise all the time. The book I highly recommend for everyone is called Taming Your Gremlin by Rick Carson. He's sort of the OG of the getting out of your own way space. I mean, he, he was writing in the eighties, I think. And, but a really simple thing is just get in the habit of checking in with yourself. Mm -hmm. How, stop, yeah. knowledge and reframe. How am I doing? How am I feeling right now? And we check in without judgment, right? We have a range of feelings during the day. There's no judgment around the human experience, but just ask is how I'm feeling serving me. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's really good. <laughs> You speaking to herself, Barbara. Yeah, no, 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 no. Like, I mean, I, and I'm saying personally for me because this is helping me because I, as my as Darquay knows, I I have a very stressful job, and um, you know, rarely do I really truly check in with myself to see how it is and what it is, whether or not it is something that is serving me, or whether or not it's something that I may need to because. What I will say is that you're going to get stressed from any job, from any job or anything that you do. But the one question I really never asked myself: Does this serve me? Does it serve me to do this right now at this time in my life? And and the reason why what you said just now resonated with me is because sometimes when you're hustling, right, you'll be hustling and you'll be doing the same thing that you've been doing for years, 
right? But you're at a different place in your life. So you got to take the time to stop, check in with yourself and determine what you've been doing for the last 10 years. The way you've been doing it, is it serving you now? Do you need to reevaluate and do something different? You know, and in that time that you've been hustling, have you gained some new skills that can help you do something different, you know? Um, and I had to I had to actually do that on my tech on my technical thing because I've been I've been learning new technical skills. Um, and I'm like, oh, I'm really good at this technical stuff. So I think I'm gonna I'm gonna try some things. And that was me learning that okay, the stuff that I've been doing in this area hasn't been working. I need to try this. And actually I learned a couple new skills that I'm using and I am monetizing off right now because because yeah, because I evaluated some things about myself and what I was good at and what I learned. And I'm like, ah, oh, I can do that. Yeah, I can do that. So that goes a little bit into um, what Vanessa. Vanessa has been asking some bomb questions tonight, Vanessa. The best tools to determine your purpose and why um, and to take actionable steps towards realizing your goals. I do want to say that there's a. Oh, Barbara, was that too fast? Oh, no, no, go ahead, go right ahead. Um, I do want to say that I do think there's a difference between goals and purpose, right? Um, I, I do want to distinguish that because goals, you you can you can have like small goals, large goals or whatever, but that doesn't really define what your purpose is. Your purpose is always something that is associated with who you are and what you can contribute to the world, right? What you can contribute to the world, what you can contribute to life. And I always believe, it is my personal belief, it, it always has to do something with helping people. So your overall purpose has to contribute some way, somehow to this planet that we're living in. However you define that, it that should be, right? So whatever that purpose is, what you're doing in your career should contribute to that some way or some somehow. You have to you have to figure out how that's going to give back. And like, um, for instance, Darkoya is very good at motivating people. She's oh been God. doing it for God knows how long. Okay. It's just a natural thing about her. Okay. And, and you know, one of the things that we did is we created a motivational album for kids. But it fit along the lines because Darkoya also is a teacher for kids. She motivates kids. She has them say all kinds of mantras, guys. You should see these little, they're so cute. Barbara, they are so cute, the little kids with the mantras and stuff like that. So if God bless you. Think about the world we would live in. We gotta blow this up. Because imagine how different <laughs> the world would be if every child understood that they could check in with themselves. Because yes. the feelings they were having are healthy and it's okay. And if it's not yeah. serving you, you know, here's an alternative. And to say your affirmations and to live with mindfulness and intention and to yeah. use your kids learn how to identify what their emotions are. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Michelle Obama made a comment and said that the most, like the most useless thing that you can um, ask a child is what do you want to be when you grow up as if, um, as if growth, as if there was like a destination, as if we were, we're not ever evolving beings. And just for Vanessa um, and then I, Barbara, I want you to give us all of your all of your knowledge, but um, I'm so happy that you asked that question, Vanessa, because I think that as a as a woman who is I, I'm 31, I don't, I don't care if anybody knows that I'm 31. Um, 
it's it's very interesting how sometimes it's like well you are you're defined as this or that and you have to be the, like this one thing and you brought up uh, uh you brought up earlier barbara about we're, we're ever evolving beings you're not just because your brand is done one time doesn't mean that you can't continuously rebrand yourself and even getting to know yourself like we the way i was at 25 is not the way that i'll be at 35 is not the way that i'll be at 45 so why is it that we're that we always think that there that we're going to be at like one destination that's so ridiculous it's so ridiculous to ask a child what do you want to be when you grow up whatever they want to be However exactly. they want to be it. However they want to be it. If they want to be a nurse and then switch up and be an entertainer, that's their prerogative. Barbara, if you want to say, you know what, able intermediate, I'm over here and I'm gonna, you know, become a stylist or I don't know, uh, you know, NASA chemist or something like that. Then what? Whatever. That's what you want to do. And I you, know, hundred percent. Yes. And I people are going to be for style advice, but other than that, that's funny. Oh. <laughs> well, no, you I, love that. I love it. I totally do. I'm just having, but, um, well, you're also getting into the fact is that is where our lives are now that we have many, many, most of us, I think average now is most people will have three careers at least. Mm-hmm. Multi-hyphenate. Mo that's, that's the term now. Yeah, it's like multi-hyphenate. Multi Everybody's a multi-hyphenate. <laughs> Right. Well, for a variety of reasons, one, because just realistically, way of like, you know, living longer and working longer. And I honestly don't expect to ever retire because I find so much to talk about purpose. I find so much purpose and meaning in the work that I do. And I, it makes such a difference. Like I wake up excited about my work every day. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, we're living in crazy times and anxiety, but it's like, I love what I do. So I feel very grateful for that. And so that is one of the things about in purpose is really like, what do you love? And on the one, so here's one, it's kind of a funny example, but going back to when I started working at VH1, I was on a panel at college talking about this and everybody had these really like serious jobs and PhDs and I was making TV, but I was like, listen, I found a job where they pay me to watch TV, listen to music, read magazines and talk on the phone. <laughs> and that's what I would do all the time, no matter what. So it's a version of finding what you love and like, where, where can you do that? And it's sort of, but so it's the same thing. What do you honestly, like I'm chatty. I like telling people what to do. I love <laughs> reading personal empowerment literature. I just meant like, it's like almost the place to my strengths. Um, and right. so that's one of the things in finding purpose. It's like, how do I, and so I, to me, I actually, one of the tags on my literature is I help people of impact make their impact. And a person of impact is anyone who chooses to be, right? Wow. Teach other people of impact, all the different people I work with. It Barbara, doesn't mean, come on, Barbara. You teach right? Mm -hmm. right? That's a choice. You're, you can, you know, that's a leadership mindset. You're a shepherd or a lamb. But so every, I think everybody's a role model and has the capability. But so if you're, if you're, so to Tish, what you're saying, if you, and what you're saying to Corey, if you're, if you are conscious and mindful that you want to make a difference in the world, you're a person of impact. And I'm, and then, and my job is to help you do that. I'm just mm. a piece of the puzzle. Mm. There you go, guys. Well, I know people want, and we've given, you've dropped so many gems, Barbara, but what? 
how can people create their own opportunity in this virtual landscape right here, right now? Because I know everybody like has 50 million questions, but maybe we can like, cause we are, we are approaching a little bit near the end. What, what advice would you give people to create their own opportunity? What are some things that they can do to create their own opportunity right here, right now? It's everything everyone said. One is just get started, right? And so it's identifying, you know, what can, what, do you, what can you talk about a lot? Like, what are you so interested in? You can talk about that forever. Sometimes I ask people, like, what would be your categories on Jeopardy? I mean, like, the ones that you're good at. Um, but there's the other thing, two things we really want to talk about. So one is finding like what you're interested in the other and just kind of getting into it. So not getting too bogged down the beginning. But the other thing too is we have to be honest, execution matters. There's yeah. not just doing, but they're doing well. And so that's where we get into mm. skills, mm. Taking, staying with it, mastery, leveling up, right? And so if you just want to get, but so one is just start practicing. Like if you want to be on camera and someone asks a really fair question about how do I get in? I don't have a reel. You can actually create your, obviously create your content, but it's not the first thing that you ever shoot, right? So mm -hmm. then you become thoughtful and intentional. It's like, what do I need to do? How to, how do I connect with a camera? What do I have to say? I need to practice. I need to get, mm -hmm. you know, good at this, which is part of it by being impactful or effective and understanding how you define success. What's the results you're looking for? Who are you trying to reach? Who are you trying to talk to? Do you talk to them? Are you connecting with them? Are you meeting your, you know, your list of your viewer where they are? So some ways to get started. I mean, so you guys just got started by creating this, right? So, you know, start a blog. Another way, quite honestly, too, is to a simple step is to start showing up even on social media. Like even if you're not posting content, participate in conversations. Mm -hmm. Look at all the people who are really awesome and stepped up, like Kay, Vanessa, and some other people, like they participate in this conversation today. Like you're now connecting and developing really this is a relation, especially media, it's a relationship media relationship driven business. Relationships right. matter so much. So there's so many ways to create relationships. Even if you think that you're an outsider, I can't tell you how many people I've cast and made friends with who, because they're active with me on Twitter, are active and generous in my Facebook group. And that's not about being um, transactional and just out there to promote yourself. It's about showing up in the conversation and interacting with the people. It makes me so happy when I see other people have become friends with each other based on these conversations. And yeah. so that's one way, that, that is a way to get known, right? And ask for advice, but show up, participate. I concur. I concur with that. I I've met so many people in your class, <laughs> literally like, and they're all doing amazing things. I mean, Dr. Dave, Jennifer, oh, Dr. Dave, Dr. the fashion Dave. doctor. I mean, oh, so welcome back. Yes, so many people, but I think you're you're definitely right. Even with this podcast, I mean, even being an actress, like now I have like casting directors, like I'm talking to them. And it's so interesting. I was telling Tish, I was like, wait, what type of world? I remember when we couldn't get a casting director. We couldn't even talk to a casting director without having to pay them. And now we have them like inbox about the show or just people in the industry about the yeah. show. It's, it's the most mind blowing thing. But like you said, we're participating in some way. I, I didn't even think about it in that way. Like 
participating on social media or participating virtually in some way, shape or form so people can know you because it is like you said, it it is a type of relationship, even though it's online. I never even thought about it like that. It's, that's yeah. And and we also, um, you know, when we started the show, it was. And this is another thing, guys, when we're, when we're talking about tools or whatever and talking about you using things to help you further your career, one of the things that really helped us on the show was we already had like connections with people. I had connections with people. She had connections with people. And we sat down and we thought, what would be the simplest, mm-hmm. <laughs> the easiest way to have a conversation with people in a way that's meaningful and in a way to where they would be willing to participate and when and you're not asking them for something because sometimes you feel a little bit salesy like can you care yeah, <laughs> yeah but, but the thing about it is is that everybody that thing when we talked about purpose vanessa when we talked about purpose everybody has a purpose and a lot of people are living that purpose and their purpose always comes to the core of wanting to help people right because that's where we a lot of people come from i mean i'll say a lot of people that i know that's in my circle because i when we talk about like purpose and having people in your um having people in your 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 tribe you know the people in my tribe we all have that similarity we love helping people right so when, when Darkoya and I started this, I already knew that my tribe, the people around me, they were going to want to participate because we had that common goal. And, you know, part of my core values is I love to help people and I let people know, like, I love to help people. I'm a business person. This is where I come from. You know, these are the companies that I participate with. And then these are like we're, we're coming together because we all participate in that same group. You know, so it was also a lot easier, I would say, for me to create a podcast where I knew that people would want to help people out here during the pandemic, come up with ways to create their own opportunities, because that's not a lot to ask for. Mm-hmm. That's not a lot to ask for just to give somebody tangible, tangible advice. This is all tangible advice and resources so that you guys out there can create your own opportunities and eventually be Barbara. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Patricia, you know, I want to say that just to clarify first, because sometimes that can get a little overwhelming too, is that I feel like entertaining people is a noble pursuit. Maybe mm-hmm. life is hard. So yeah. um, if you can change someone's energy, make them smile, make their life a little yeah. bit easier by enter- So I just want to offer, because I want people to know that like that is a way of helping and offering value yeah. and making a purpose if that's part of who you are. For some yeah. people that might be, you know what, I'm really good at synthesizing complicated information and mm-hmm. making that accessible. So now that's a tremendous value and purpose that makes that you're offering like great value to someone. I've, I have a client in news who has found so much value during the pandemic because realizing how important it is to be sharing accurate information. Mm-hmm. in a way that people could hear and really stepping mm-hmm. in. It's like, what? And, and said, because I was like, you were crushing. She's like, I feel so connected to purpose right now. And mm-hmm. I understand what, why what I'm doing is so important. So I just want to say that too, because right, because sometimes we can get feel like I, because I'm with you, like helpful is, in fact, I use it, it's, it's a, it's one of my own filters. Like I will ask myself sometimes, is this helpful or is this just yeah. like amusing to me? Because if it's simply amusing to me, I have to, well, really fit, right? You know, it's like, but it's like, will this actually provide value to anyone who would read it? Is one of my own filters. Right. But on the other hand, I just want to lift the pressure of someone who might feel like, am I offering, making the world a better place? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
so you just sort of hide going ah. and it's, so it's like it's understand it's like so even on the one-to-one -one, if you're making what making one person's day if you yeah. inspired one person if you shifted one person's energy that's really wonderful and that's connected yeah. to purpose so understanding you know how we communicate and we show up generously and to that point too sometimes if you're on this path and trying to figure that out sometimes it will be revealed if you are kind of doing it with an open heart right yeah. like and so allow for that kind of to come towards you. But I only wanted to say that too, if anyone was feeling like, gee whiz, I don't know. Like I don't see what atoms and I'm not inventing anything. And uh, and then you and then you're like, uh, I got nothing to offer. And it's like, not fair. Yes. And, the, the, and we interviewed uh, a wonderful, um, our, our friend, wonderful actress, uh, writer and producer, Yamoria Wright. And she, she also said when she created her web series, she thought nobody was, was paying attention, but people were paying attention. And just to what you said, Barbara, you know, whatever you do, even if it's an Instagram story or um, you're posting on Twitter, people, somebody is seeing you. So you're helping somebody. And I've even received messages sometimes where it's like, oh, like, what happened to your funny stories that you used to post? It just used to bring me so much life. And, and I was sitting there like, what? I even though I was like, oh, maybe it was only twenty-five or fifty people, but maybe that bright helped to brighten that person's day. So, like, like you said, Barbara, people people are watching. People are watching you, and you can make an impact, and even in a small way. And it may seem small to you, but so many people are going through it so ripples. much pandemic. It's a yes, it's a ripple effect, and. And even think about even just the art of storytelling. How did we all make it through this pandemic? Netflix. Like, let's just call it like a T.I. is, as my mother would say. Like, we made it through my escapism. We, you, come on, bestie. We made it through. I watched all of Game of Thrones. I literally, that's all that I focused on when we were, everybody was just dying. Oh, we just gave it those dogs. But I was like, that was heavy and dark during the uh, pandemic. <laughs> oh, I loved wow. it. I oh, to I it. That's all I could handle. Oh, no. I, I, because I Brianna just. Brianna Tarth, my favorite. Yes, I love Brianna Tarth. Well, for me, it was like, listen, this is this reality that's so far removed from what I'm dealing with, and 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 all all storytelling is escape is escapism, you know. And we really we really are helping people in entertainment. I know it is. It, sometimes it doesn't seem that way. Sometimes it may seem like it's trivial, but at the end of the day, you're bringing people happiness and life and light. That's it, you know. So we're making an impact. Yep. Yes, you are. That's what we're, what we're trying to. Trying to. I'll, I'll say that. We're trying to. Are, but we are coming to a close, uh, Barbara, and we're just, we're just uh, this was just so amazing. I already told Tish, I was like, listen, Barbara's episode's about to be lit because Barbara's just lit and light within herself. So get ready. I was like, she's just so down to earth. Um, even though you're like a bona fide boss and everybody knows it, but you just come in the room like, hey, I am Barbara, the boss of everything though. Look. Wow. So, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on the show, but we have we have a, a question to ask yeah. you. 
So what is your mantra or like your life anthem? It could be, uh, it's just something, whatever keeps you motivated. It could be like a song. It could be a mantra, just something you say to yourself that you have kind of used repeatedly throughout your life just to stay motivated, like your life anthem. Oh my God. Okay. Contrarian Aquarian that I am, like I have more than one and it can depend on the day. Right. So my daily, well, really, you know, it's like, but so my daily, honestly, would be wake, pray, slay. I mean, it's just like how I approach every day. Very simply, it's like, this is the structure. Um, and then honestly, and it's on my website or somewhere is I think, cause it was a big thing. It took me a long time to figure this out was that you don't have to be perfect to be amazing. Mm. And so, cause nobody's showing up for my perfect people show up for the value that I bring, right? And so no one's showing up perfect. People show up for like the value and like, what do I offer? No one, perfect is inward facing. It's actually shame driven, but according to Brene Brown, who, you know, I worship, but, um, so it's like when you're outward facing and thinking about, you know, open hearted and what you, what you bring, it's like, you don't have to be perfect to be amazing. So that's why you don't need the perfect da, 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 to actually start making an impact, to make the sale, to get the job, to create the opportunity. So it's about actually defining what success is and success is to you and what's, um, you know, a happy outcome or all the number of different ways that we want to look at it. But nobody, and I brings up all the time in hosting, it's like, there's, there, I don't even know what the, the definition of like perfect host read would be, or, you know, perfect teleprompter reading, or a perfect interpretation of that thing. It's because there was some kind of emotional connection and it meant something to someone. And, and there was an exchange of energy. And that, and that's where, you know, to reframe. So no one shows up for my perfect. Mm. Wow. Well, uh, okay. She so, took the church. So <laughs> yes, yes, she did. But Barbara, I want to make sure that people can follow you on Instagram and on Facebook. Your Instagram um, handle is Barbara, B-A-R-B-A-R-A underscore B underscore A-O-A-B-E-L. A -B -E -L. Uh, on Instagram and uh, what is your Facebook handle? I don't have that on my list. It's Barbara Barn Able. If this is how long I've been on all these platforms that of course, you know, anyway, there's no consistency. Um, <laughs> and then, and then, and then my name stopped being available and Twitter won't let you change it and all these kinds oh, of different God. things. So I <laughs> um, no, And I finished anyway, Twitter it's at Barbara Barna, my maiden name. Um, Facebook is Barbara Barna Able. My, married and professional name and then instagram because i screwed up somewhere and had to redo it then it became barbara be able which i love because it's my most empowered name yeah i like it i do i do barbara like like gary b barbara b barbara b hey <laughs> All right, guys, we are so, so happy that you all joined us. so awesome. I just, okay, Tish, you're a new member of the family. I love you. I feel like I've known you forever. You're quiet, you know, I love you. So thank you so much. I feel really, really honored to be here. 
Yeah, and Barbara, stay on for like five minutes when we before while we are ending right now. But we are so excited, guys, that you guys came out to us. Join us next week, Thursday, where we'll have a new guest come on to, uh, to talk about being opportunity ready. And we will give you some tangible tools and resources to help you level up, create opportunities, be opportunity ready, which is our theme for this season. And thank you all again for joining us. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming, Barbara. This has been truly amazing. We appreciate you. And we appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you so much for all of your love and support and it's gonna be all right y'all in this election don't worry listen i know you took a break to watch us thank you but it's gonna be all right either way we're gonna be okay yeah 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 <laughs> i did girl you you know you just spoke to me just now because anyways we'll see y'all next thursday thank you guys <laughs>